The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in! And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's an off-season edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the star in Frisco, Texas, and the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. We've got the full crew ready to roll. Lots to talk about here in this Dallas Cowboys off-season. Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how are we doing today, Isaiah? Hello! How's it going, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. John, everything good? Everything's great. No complaints. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, The the swing of off-season, I guess. Uh, You're really getting into the mix of it now, which is tough because it's Super Bowl week. But, yeah, yeah, you're really entrenched in the off-season now. So, good stuff. We have a lot to talk about today. I still feel like this week you're going to see... Just how much fun it was for the Chiefs and the 49ers and and what their fan bases are getting to experience right now. And it's going to hurt a little bit if you're Cowboys fans. If you're out there and you're still thinking back to the Packers and you're thinking back to that wild card loss, it's going to hurt a little bit. And then that sting will go away gradually after this week. But up until this week, it won't be there. It's going to be there. At least your pockets are heavier than than what they would have been had you went to Vegas. Dude, for real. Because those rooms are not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Did you try and get out there this year? I I tried to get a hotel room the day after last year's Super Bowl. Okay. And the rates were already crazy. Oh, man. Wow. Isn't that wild? Wow. I mean, it's the first time in Vegas, so it's yeah, going to be. It's insane. Yeah. I know people with a lot of, lot of, a lot of money. I know individuals with a lot of money. They're staying at the Golden Nugget. Flex. Don't talk Fly, about me. Flying down, there, <laughs> flying down there private and having to stay at the Golden Nugget. That should tell you Tom exactly. Brady? No, so that's not TV Tom Brady. No, no, no. But private, private jet. Yeah. Golden Nugget. Yeah, that's. But before we get too crazy, I have to, I have to get this shout out real quick. Okay. Today's my wife's 40th birthday. Oh, happy hey, birthday, Nat! So big up? shout out to Nat. Nat. She's not here. She's out of town doing some uh, some nonprofit work. But oh wow. But uh, yeah, she's, she's giving even on on her birthday. Her birthday. That's yep. really cool. Pretty dope. I saw y'all had a nice little get together this weekend. We did. We turned up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let your boy get a little energy drink in the system. Because <laughs> that's it. That's the I only cut, drink. I cut a little rug in my day. <laughs> That's all it takes, some energy drink, huh? That's all I need, one energy drink, bro. Don't give me two. Black Rifle Coffee. Don't give me two energy drinks. If I get three, I might be streaking through the quad in the Coliseum. I think at your birthday dinner in Seattle during the preseason, yeah. like you had had two Red Bulls, and I was oh, like, oh, Isaiah's about to, about to yeah, turn up around crazy. here. Yeah. We actually, I actually kept it pretty chill that night. Pretty yeah. chill. We had to. Yeah, yeah we had to. We had work. wonder what you'd be like if you... Mix a little bit of some spirits in there as no well. No spirits. No spirits, mm-hmm. sir. Yeah, you haven't really lived until you mix that Red Bull with something else. <laughs> really Red Bull vodka. Really, really Somebody's tried life. to do that to me before, and I smelled it. Yeah. I ordered a Red Bull, and it came back in a glass, and I was like, mm-mm, oh. mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's yeah. not just Red Bull. You should have tried well, a lot it. Of, if you go to a bar and you order just a Red Bull, they sometimes will actually think you're thinking Red of the Bull drink. Vo- like yeah, Red Bull vodka. That's like a normal thing. No, thanks. I don't think you should. Uh, be my body is my temple, Kyle. That, but my body's my temple. Good job. Good Thank for you. you. Well done. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, we've got plenty of news and notes to get to. Of course, there's a lot of buzz around the defensive coordinator position. Interviews mm-hmm. starting yesterday, according to Jerry Jones, 9 a.m. Central Time is when he said it got going. Nick, do you, did you hear anything based off of how those interviews went, who those interviews were with, and where the direction could be headed? Yeah, those interviews are still ongoing. I don't think anything conclusive is going to come out of anything until probably after tomorrow at the earliest. But, yeah, uh, interviewing candidates to replace Dan Quinn since the last time we talked to Dan Quinn, taking the head coaching job with the commanders um really fascinating how that all kind of came together so quickly and then uh, joe witt jr over the weekend uh, following him as his defensive coordinator so uh, the cowboys do lose one assistant and one potential candidate in their defensive coordinator search uh, he was uh, slated to have an interview on monday but he, he took the bird in hand and went ahead and took the defensive coordinator job with the washington commanders i can't blame him for that um and now you uh, as far as in-house candidates you look at aiden dirty defensive line coach you look at al harris uh, uh defensive backs coach outside candidates you look at mike zimmer you look at Ron Rivera. Uh, those are two that are in the building this week. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a, a candidate, a candidate or two more that they bring in to interview, just to kind of throw in some parity and, and you know, really kind of widen the scope on this entire search. But uh, as of right now, those are the names that are being thrown out. I, I, I like the Mike Zimmer idea. I really do. I, I, I want to start with that. I think uh, bringing him in um, would be an interesting pairing with Mike McCarthy. Uh, the two have chemistry together. Uh, Zimmer, from his head coaching days, has a history of putting together good defenses. And his defensive coordinator days has a history of putting in good defenses. But the, the difference for me is what he brings whenever he's running a defense, and that's physicality, size, and really st- focusing on stopping the run. Um, and I, I think later in his later days in Minnesota, that kind of bit him because they were given up so much in the passing game but I trust with what Dallas has personnel wise to be able to limit the passing game I want to fo- be able to have a coordinator that will focus on being able to stop the run and keep things in the backfield and I think that's exactly what this team needs I think that's what Mike Zimmer brings but that's just my opinion what do you think based off that I think those are all valid points I think um yeah I mean Zimmer in terms of his resume and what he's done as a defensive coach um It speaks for itself. I think his defenses have always been highly respected. I think the players that play for him hold him in high regard. He's a no-nonsense type of guy. Um, That's the one aspect that worries me a little bit about him coming to Dallas is because I'm not sure how that style of coaching works with this generation of athlete. That's literally my concern as we as it pertains to some of the some of these really good coaches, even Bill Belichick. You know, I mean, Coach Belichick, obviously the goat and coaching, is, is highly regarded in, in, as that. But his style of coaching might be the reason why he doesn't have a job right now. Are you saying we're soft? I am. Players, too. I am too. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like players, players are more sensitive to hard coaching now. Mm-hmm. That's just the reality that, that we're in. That's across the, the scope. That's not just football. That's in all youth sports and all the way up to the NFL. You've been around youth sports a, a ton. Yeah, it's just they're just not able to for in, in a majority, right? Majority of the athletes that we that we now are around don't receive that type of coaching well. So I'm not sure how that personality would do with his locker room now can he change it absolutely but in terms of reception that's what i'm more concerned about in terms of that locker room feel i kind of wonder though how what factors in with mike zimmer and then also bill belichick now looks like he possibly could have a full season not to be coaching i wonder how much of that like mike zimmer not coaching factors into that listening to dan quinn's press conference yesterday in washington talking about how you know when he got fired in atlanta i gave him some time to sit back and kind Mm -hmm. of 
you know, adjust some things, maybe change some things that he did before, gave him a little time to think. Perspective. Yeah, and, and I could see that being the same case with Mike Zimmer because everything you said I agree with, but I also think that he has to know that too. Mm-hmm. So if he's just coming in trying to just do the same exact stuff he was doing before, he's got to know that, that he's going to have to change some things. Change some stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I agree with everything that Nick said. I, For the sake of the show, I wish I could disagree because it makes for a better conversation. <laughs> but I do I do think he's the best because I think it comes down to him or Ron Rivera. Yeah. And I, I like I like the Zimmer hire. I think that that fits with Mike McCarthy where they're at. And then in terms of the Joe Witt going over to Washington, I think that's good for everyone because here's, here's the thing that I feel like is you don't want to be bringing in a new defensive coordinator and then just being like, yeah, so you're a guy, but uh, you got to take all these assistants with you. Like these, all these, are, you're gonna have to coach with these assistants. Like you want your, if you're hiring a new DC, you want that person to be able to bring in some of their own coaches too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm, I'm not saying that Joe Witt couldn't have worked with Mike Zimmer or Ron Rivera. Some obviously he could, but you, you're gonna want that coach to bring in some people that he feels comfortable with too, that he's worked with before, that he you know trusts, that you know have been been close to him, and so. I do think it comes down to those two, and, and I would be leaning more towards Mike Zimmer. So how does the assistance positions work now on the defense side of the ball contractually? Mm-hmm. You, I remember you guys saying something about you can't leave unless they get upgraded or mm-hmm. money's more. The commanders can really only take one, and okay. they took Joe Witt Jr. I, the question I have and the thing that I haven't got a ton of clarity on, which y'all might be able to give a little bit more to, is let's say they want to take Al Harris. Can they give him a co-defensive coordinator mm-hmm. position, mm-hmm. and it would still work? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, that's the way so. it would have to work. They'd have to give him a title yeah. that would be above what he what he has right now. Well, and yeah. that's that's if he remains under contract with the Cowboys. Let's say Mike Zimmer comes in and he wants to redo mm-hmm. the staff completely, then those guys are that's free fair. to sign elsewhere regardless. Yeah, so fair. that's how a lot of the coaching carousel works is if you bring in your guys, you bring in these candidates, yeah. and then they're free to go elsewhere. But I don't see anybody, whether it's Ron Rivera or whether it's Mike Zimmer or any other candidate, yeah. coming in here and saying, Al Harris, listen, yeah. thank yeah. you for your service. But Contractually, are, take this guy contractually are they – once, con- once you make a new defensive coordinator hired, does their contracts now have the freedom to just get up and walk away, or how does that no, work? No, no, no. They're no, contracted no, no. with the team. Okay, team. got you. Yeah, so it's a little bit confusing. That's why, yeah, that's why I wanted to kind of – Yeah, and, they can request to interview guys, but the, the Cowboys can block that. You yes. Know? Um, and just kind of looking at the landscape and how things have kind of moved quickly with all of the other coordinator fillings as head coaching carousel has kind of gone through its cycle, it would be tough to be able to fill a staff with certain assistants being out of the building. So whoever that new defensive coordinator coming in, if they want to bring in guys, they better have it ready to go. And, um, you know, hopefully the, the, the people that would be let go are kind of done right in that instance. But, yeah. um, you know, one candidate that I, I, I heard on the on social media last week that I just have to bring up, it was from a certain account on this mm-hmm. on this table. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Rex Ryan? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I'm going to give you the chance to just speak on why before um, we, so we, we, we let's give some context here. Let's give yeah, some context here. So, yeah, last week we're sitting around, and of course the Dan we Quinn about you, feet. Yeah, we were talking right. about feet. Uh, we were we we had the conversation of Dan Quinn leaving, and then very quickly after the show was over, it, the news broke mm-hmm. was Dan Quinn's moving on. Well, Isaiah, knowing that you only got these 45 minutes a week now, you've been limited in, <laughs> in the way that you can you can share Never your opinion. Mm-mm. You hopped on Twitter, mm-hmm. you put together a video, That's and you right. said, this is the guy I want That's as right. your next defensive right. coordinator. Stand behind then, that. Still, still stand behind that. And then the name popped up. 
Rex Ryan. I still stand behind that. I can't tell you how quickly Nick and I like immediately looked at each other. That's and we're okay. like, what is Isaiah doing? That's okay. Did, Actually, you, had a, did you have a more than one Red Bull or no, energy drink? I still stand behind that statement. I actually have one you, question could, to add that I would love for you to incorporate okay. in your answer. What was the game that you played when you were with the Patriots that made you think that Rex Ryan was it's, God? It's preparation. <laughs> preparation. So, like, sitting in those meeting rooms with with Bill, Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady and having to watch film, trying to prepare for a game against Rex Ryan was the most difficult thing out of any team I've ever prepared for. When he was coach, when he was coaching the Jets, mm-hmm. hands down, Regar- that, regardless of personnel. I was about to scheme. say the personnel on that Jets defense was regardless of personnel. Pretty scheme. good scheme. I mean, they made back-to-back AFC title games just, with Mark Sanchez. I'm just telling you from scheme. I know there's personality in the feed and all that stuff that comes with it. I think I, I truly and honestly believe that he's able to connect with this generation of player with his personality. I truly do. High energy guy, still disciplined, allows guys to be themselves. The feet. Right? The feet, right? Whatever it is, right? But he's humble enough to to be at that level with them but still demand excellence, right? And hard work and all that stuff. But also, again, having been in the league and having been in a lot of meeting rooms with a lot of great players and seeing the preparation and coaches, I've never seen any offensive coordinator Head coach, quarterback have to prepare more for any other D coordinator outside of Rex Ryan, hands down. The stuff that he was bringing to the table, the stuff that he was doing in the games was absolutely insane. And with the personnel that did Dallas, you ever, did you ever play the Patriots in your career? Played, yeah. When I was with the Giants. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just can't believe that in a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I just can't believe that Rex Ryan would be higher than Bill Belichick when he was in his bag. Everybody yep. used to just talk about constantly how it was like week to week. Like I can't believe like this guy just does it way different than everybody else. Like every week, yeah, it's something Bill's different. Stuff something wasn't different. complicated. It wasn't oh, like okay. it wasn't I like you know you. what I'm saying. Like yeah. guys were disciplined, right? And guys did their job, yeah, right. But Rex's stuff was just out of this world, out the box, water boy, out the green book type mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like what the heck is a one five five defense? Like who the heck draws this up? Like what yeah. is this personnel grouping that's out here? Like just stuff that's off the wall. And I. I can appreciate that with the personnel that's on this roster currently because the, the the challenge that you have by bringing a defensive coordinator, you have to bring in a defensive coordinator that, that not only has a good track record, but you have to bring in a defensive coordinator who can connect with your players that are currently on your roster because you can't turn your roster over. Along with that, you also have a, cha- a challenge of bringing in a defensive coordinator who has a scheme that's similar enough to what you've already been running because the personnel that associates with that. You can't turn your roster over in one year. You don't want to have a rebuild, so you have to deal with what you have. Now, there's going to be guys that come and go, but the core is still your core, right? So you can't all of a sudden come in here and think that you're about to just run a 3-4, right? Or, you know, whatever it might be. Like, you have to go with what you have primarily on your roster. So when you look about that, you look about what type of coaches have the flexibility and the creativity to be able to do that, right, much like, much like Dan Quinn came in and was like, all right, I'm running three safeties. We're like, what the heck is – no, nobody yeah. runs three safeties. He did, right? That's what worked for him. It was off the wall, but it worked for him, right? And they continued that through his, his whole tenure here. So when I think about Rex, like that, not Rob, but Rex, like that's what I think about, high energy, dis- discipline, right, off the wall, per big personality in Dallas, can connect with the players and can and creative enough to have those guys around. And I know there's a lot of other stuff that goes along with him. Yeah. But, 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 but I like him, and I like what he brings to the table. I love all the elements that you're giving, and I agree with you that a coordinator that will be brought in needs to have those elements. But there's one missing element that has to be had. What's that? Trust with your head coach. Your head coach has to trust who – 
you're bringing in. Even if it is for the year and it's the final year of Mike McCarthy's deal and you have this one year hanging over Mike McCarthy, he's not going to hire somebody he's not going to trust. And Rex Ryan, very much so since he's been out of the league, has has downgraded and 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 been against Mike McCarthy very vocally oh, I get it. on on TV mm-hmm. on his television shows on Sunday Countdown or whatever mm-hmm. the show is that he's on. He's been very adamant about how he disagrees with Mike McCarthy and he has downgraded Mike McCarthy. I, I, I get it sometimes, and I get it. Trust me, I get it. But you Isaiah have... just wants his job, huh? Isaiah. Just no, not, coordinator. not at all. No, no, no. He wants the TV job. Right? He's, <laughs> trying to, he's trying to create an opening here. I, I've been here. I've been. I've been on the thirteen and three. I've been on the thirteen and three Cowboys roster where two coaches disagreed. But they did get to where you Jason, wanted to Jason go. Jason Garrett and, and and Coach Phillips did not see eye eye on mesh. anything. There was yeah. a there was disrespect that was going on. There was communication barriers. It was obvious the team knew that there was a huge divide. So I've been in that environment before, and it, and it worked out perfectly fine. I mean, it was, you, didn't it was win. Good. you didn't win a certain. I mean, you're where you're at today. That's where. That's what <laughs> you know the whole what I'm saying. Point so, of this thing. But is, I'm saying, so. but like, I'm saying, like, it can, it can still. You can still have a successful team with that two, those two elements being on, on each side. You guys are over there doing your thing. We're over here doing our thing. As long as we have a clear line that there's not going to be any disrespect in the building, and that everybody works underneath one roof, you don't have to agree. There's a whole locker room of guys that come from different backgrounds. Different beliefs, different political beliefs, different cultures, different religions, all that stuff. And you come together and you make it work on the field every single day. That's what's so amazing about football mm-hmm. is that you don't have to see eye to eye. Right. You, I don't I don't come from where you come from. Right. I didn't grow up in Detroit. Right. I grew up in a, in a very diverse, not not very diverse area of, the, of Seattle. Right. It was pretty much primarily black. But then when I got to college, guess what? I'm playing with Polynesians. I'm playing with Asians. I'm playing with everything. And it's like, OK, I don't know nothing about you or where you come from. Yeah. And Why I, is Haloding Nada coming? Yeah, at me? absolutely. Right. And like, <laughs> I don't like I don't speak your language. I don't you know, like I don't believe what you believe. Like we, we see we don't see eye to eye on any of these things. But guess what? When we line them up. We're together. Hey, we don't see eye to eye on your take of Rex Ryan and that's being the next defensive fact. coordinator, but that's we're cool. still a good team Absolutely. here on this show. That's what that's it's all about. Perspectives, baby, it's all different. It's awesome. Just want to throw out some numbers here. Um, Mike Zimmer <laughs> in his 22 years as a coordinator and head coach. 22 years. 13 mm-hmm. of those years, he's finished in the top half of scoring defenses. Uh, and 10 of those, top 10. Rex Ryan, in five of his first six seasons as a coordinator slash head coach, top top 10 scoring defense wow did not do it again for the next six years mm. so it's just like it, looking at the body of work that he had in those two years in buffalo and then to finish out in, with the new york jets and you kind of factor in the issues that you had off the field too i get it it's just not working. i get it for risk, this team specifically risk, hey, just i get it risk versus and, and i can and i would feel that and i honestly feel the same way as we talk about a zimmer or rivera coming in here trying to coach up a michael parsons Right or some of these other young superstars that probably don't want to hear nothing that they got to say. Don't like you gonna you gonna curse me out? Like are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like some of these guys might have that response, and you might lose the locker room like, like that if you come in too strong. Isn't that an indictment on the maturity level of your players? Absolutely, but that's what you got to deal with. That's who you're catering to. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's the reality that you're living in. So if you bring in a Zimmer or Rivera, those guys who are kind of hard those type of guys, and your players don't respond well, now what do you have? Yeah, I feel I agree with you if this was a defense that needed to be fixed and then they were going out to get a defense court, like the pieces are there. And then the other factor is that, like I said, Zimmer not coaching the last two years, I find it very hard to believe that he can think that he's going to come in there and start doing that, like that he mm-hmm. isn't going to have to kind of fit in. Like he's going to have his way of doing things, mm-hmm. but he's going to have to kind of fit with what they have here because the key is that is it is a talented defense. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you got to like – 
basically what I'm saying, if he's coming in after Mike Nolan, let's say he's the hire after 2020 disaster, you can do a lot of crazy things. But there's a lot of pieces that are working here that I don't think he can come in and do that. And that's on Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, whoever's in the interview process to find out, hey, what are you trying to do? How can what you want to do fit with what we want? And then they have to make the best decision off that. Me, I believe, though, just because he has been out of the game for a couple of years, that he'll be more willing to do that maybe and, than he would have five, and that's, ten and that's, years and that's ago, the hope. something like that. Yeah. That's the hope. Yeah. I, I go to go off what I've seen. Yeah. No, right? it, I mean, that's, that's, no, that's, from, that's from all of for our sure. points, right? I mean, for sure. from the crazy Rex Ryan idea to the crazy <laughs> Zimmerman idea. Like, I, every guys that I know who play for Zimmerman are just like, yeah, he's a, he's a boop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's, that's just yeah. what I know about him. Yeah. So, and, and what I know about him I know wouldn't work with some of the players that are currently on this roster. Yeah, yeah. If he's that same guy. Now, we can hope that he's different over the last few years. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's changed and maybe he'll bring a different approach. But who we've seen for the majority of his, of his career, I'm not sure that that personality works with what's currently on this I mean, roster. You can make the argument that that's why Mike Rabel doesn't have a job right now. That's a good point. All, all, a lot of the hard-nosed guys just aren't connecting. Yeah. I'm saying it's just what it is. Let's give some grades. We've got this this long list of candidates. Mike Zimmer's on there. I don't know if I want to talk about Rex Ryan being on there. We may we may do it just for fun. We can replace him with Joe Witt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all these candidates, top to bottom, and and both Nick and John have have released articles about these different defensive coordinator candidates. What grade would you give the hire if they ended up being the choice? We're going to talk about that when we come back with more talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile bank. App only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah? 
Yes, sir. Did you get it, man? <laughs> I didn't. Beamer, you got something for me? For what? No. Oh. No. You tried to get up last week. I did. I did. You tried to set it up last week. I threw the alley oop, but it just went out of bounds. when there was a little bit of a pause there from Beamer, I thought he was going to come busting through the door and just like lay down. The Quaker mm, oats on the table. That'd have been but, awesome. A little brown sugar and raisins in there. Little oats. Yeah. I had that the other day. Did you? Yeah. Uh, how's your, workout, how's your workout uh, challenge going? Uh, it was good up until this past weekend, mm. but it, it's been fine outside of that. Are you it's on track? Good. I am on track. There you go. I'm actually ahead of schedule currently. That's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's my we're boy. good to go. That's so we're, we're getting in the right direction. Jim bros. <laughs> Jim bros. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some grades. And uh, these aren't. We will do report card grades for the entire season once we know. Uh, where the coordinators fall, coaching, carousel, that kind of settles down. That'll be a later mm. episode here on Talking Cowboys. But today I want to talk about what grades would you give the following defensive coordinator hire if they indeed become the hire. And I'm taking these these guys' names from Nick Harris, John Machota, Nick on DallasCowboys.com, John on The Athletic. And I'm going to start with Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron, of course, most recently head coach, with the Washington Commanders, basically it would be a trade. <laughs> Dan Quinn for Ron Rivera. Uh, what grade would you give it, John, if you're looking at what he brings to this defense and how he would fit in? And we're talking an A to F scale, like a grade scale. No pluses or minuses? You can do plus or minus. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to be, I'll probably be the highest on Ron Rivera of anybody at this table. So I'm wow. going to say B minus. Um, I don't think that just because it doesn't work out as a head coach in you can make the argument the worst situation if you if you think about when, who was the owner the organization mm -hmm. he stepped into mm -hmm. it's not like act, act like anybody's just going in there and just fixing that oh no no if you just if, if you just put Kyle Shanahan back in there he would have turned them into Niners so no he wouldn't have you're giving grace so, yeah. yeah yeah he deserves some and it's hard to get past I have some of the similar feelings I had about Dan Quinn uh in the sense of I always kind of laugh at people that wanted to ding his resume for the 28 to three in the Super Bowl because mm -hmm. I can't get past the he got the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl, and so it's the same thing. Like he got the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl with Ron Rivera. Let's not act like he can't coach, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's 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 stop with that. Like it's getting a little out of control on on social media with some of that stuff. So I don't think it would be an A, um, but out of the candidates I've heard, I think he's the second best choice because. I have believed, and I still do believe, that they will go with a former head coach because yeah. they need somebody that can be the head coach of the defense. And out of the candidates that are available right now, I think he'd be the second best. So B minus. Yeah, for those exact same reasons, head coaching experience, just what he's been able to do during his career, being able to kind of fall back into a coordinator role, I'd give it a B. I, I think it's right in there in that range. Kind of teetering on B plus, uh, but uh, sitting at a B. Um, I, I think he'd be good for – a culture fit as well in in the Dallas locker room. Um, I, I'd be curious to know what the, the interviews kind of come out of, though, as far as where he's at in his career and, and what he's still trying to accomplish. And does he want to be a head coach again? Um, you know, there's a lot of questions that I think would have to be asked there. Um, but he's 62 years old. I mean, there's still a lot left in his career. He's a two-time AP Coach of the Year. I mean, this is this is a guy who's, who's done it before, um, just had a cu rough couple of years in Washington. And I, that's a tough place to win. I, I, I want to give that little grade but also understand and realize that this last year was really bad on the defensive side of the ball. Granted, they gave away two really good defensive linemen in the middle of the year, but mm -hmm. um, it, when you kind of factor everything in, it, it probably is a good time for him to step back as a coordinator. I think it would be an interesting hire. I wouldn't be sold day one. I think with Zimmer, I would be sold earlier than I would be with Rivera, but um, give me training camp and I could be sold on Ron Rivera for sure. What do you think? Mm. 
He's a two-time coach of the year. I get it. I, I'm going to see. I'm going to see. I'm just not excited about it. Oh, I thought you said, I'm going to see. No, like, I'm going to see. Oh. I just, there's nothing from my experience, from what I've watched on film over these past, you know, four-plus years working for the boys, there's nothing that I've seen that's like, oh, man, yeah, this defense is tough mm-hmm. outside of the personnel. Scheme-wise, I don't see it. I yeah. just don't. 2013-2015, he won AP Coach of the Year. He's one of three coaches since 2000 to win multiple Coach of the Year uh, wins. Uh, Bill Belichick and Bruce Arians are the other two. So, the, I mean, you you have the track record. Does he fit with this defense? I I don't know. I would probably stick with John. I'd probably say like a B minus. I don't think it's a C higher because I think if it's if it's a C, you're kind of just you're meh. That's it's where I'm at with it. So you're, <laughs> you're at a C. I'm at a meh. But it's definitely not an A higher, and I don't think it's a high. B I don't higher think there are any A's so. out there. Uh, what about Mike Zimmer? That's the next name on the list. Mike Zimmer. You guys have talked about it significantly. What grade would you give it, Isaiah? B minus. B minus. Yeah. So a little bit higher than Ron. A little bit higher, just because I mean. Either gonna, either gonna hit with his style, or you're gonna swing and miss in a major way, and you're gonna get a bunch of guys that are rejected and and contracts coming up, not gonna want to stick around. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I say personality is a big part of this hire as well for me. So B minus just because of his track record of defenses has been solid. It's just this style that he brings. Um, I'm not sure that the creativeness is there, but the discipline is definitely there. Um, so there's there's something to be said about that. I mean, if you've talked about something that Dan Quinn's defenses have lacked, it would probably be discipline. So it, it would fix one problem, maybe create, create another, another yep. but it, it would still be. I'd I'd give it a, an A minus. I really like the Mike Zimmer idea. I like how much experience he has. I like the trust that he and Mike McCarthy have together. The way that they know each other, both from a strength standpoint and a weakness standpoint, because yeah. they've played against each other so much. I like that. I believe that's the to higher. a certain extent. I honestly think that's going to be the higher. I would give it. I'd give yeah. it a low A, A minus, just because. I, would I rather have somebody else? Would I rather have Dan Quinn in the building? Yes, but. Mike Zimmer out of the candidates that are available, that's the best candidate on the block. Yeah, I'm throwing a B plus. Um and for me that's the best candidate as well. And the best candidate's a B plus. So mm. <laughs> completely agree. I don't think there is an A candidate available. It actually made me think like, well, who is really an A candidate? And it's not realistic. Yeah, like Vrabel yeah, maybe, but like it's not realistic, yeah, you know? Yeah. I just I don't see anybody that would be out there that you would sit there and say, Oh yeah, no, no, this is the no doubt go get Mm-hmm. person so i would say b plus but with that being said to nick's earlier point i could i could after seeing training camp and you know talking with players and things like that it could end up being an a hire you know mm-hmm. if if maybe there are some tweaks there the thing i keep going back to is i, I just think that when you do something for such a long time and then there's that period of a couple of years where you don't get to do it I find it hard to believe that you just come back and you don't do anything to change. Also, I just think that your hunger is is very high because you, there's probably po- points in your life where you're thinking, well, I might not get this opportunity again. So uh, I think Mike Zimmer would be very hungry. What about Mike Vrabel? You guys have talked about him a little bit. I know it's not necessarily a realistic hire, but what would his grade be if he ended up being the choice? I'd give it an A, but it's just not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Why not? I, um, it, I don't. I don't see Vrabel stepping back into a coordinator role. He doesn't need to. Yeah. Um, if it, he he did not get a head coaching opportunity, I'd, I'd be surprised if he doesn't take a year off here. I think if he got offered it, he'd take it. You think so? Yeah. And what just, would the grade be? 
A minus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be A plus, no doubt about it, outside of Isaiah's point that if you're going to come in here and Still just be trying to horrible. fist fight people, <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to do that. <laughs> That's not going to work, you know? And, and, yeah. and to your point, like, you could lose it before you ever implement what you what you're trying to get across yeah and uh but again the thing with him why i don't think he would be like that is because i think he would look at it as only one year like i'm just trying to do this for a year there's gonna be good talent around me i'm trying to get back into that head coaching cycle next year um so yes i mean the thing is like i know i'm probably thinking about this more than a lot of others or maybe not this hire is directly tied to your ability to resign micah why do you say that Micah came in under Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn's gone. Okay? Um, he loves the Cowboys. I think he loves money more. Yep. So, <laughs> that so was my you thought. can't you can't make he can't make any more money than he can from the Cowboys. Absolutely. So why he would he so, come close? So, but he, oh. who? Who could no. who could give him more money? I mean, you're you're it talking goes way facts, beyond it goes like, it yeah. goes way beyond on the field though. I'm yeah. talking about like the money Dak Prescott makes off the field, okay. the money you can make okay. off the yeah, field, yeah, yeah, being yeah, Mike yeah, Parsons. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do that anywhere else. I, t- I, I totally agree with you. I totally, and he's very aware you're, of that. Unless you're, yeah, <laughs> very New York aware or something that. like that. So, but you have to love where you work. You have to love where you work, especially as a player. Like as a player, you got to love waking up and going and sitting in meeting rooms with somebody every day. In that environment that you're in every day, you have to love that from a player's perspective. Just telling you guys. And if you don't, life sucks. Life sucks. And you know what? I'd rather go take the check from somebody else than to sit around and, and, and deal with that every day. I'll find another way. Or guess what? I'll just make my money. My money will make money. Uh-uh. Right? I'm just I'm just telling you, like from the player's perspective, this hire is directly tied to whether or not the position that you're going to put yourself in to be able to resign Micah. If it's not an environment that's in, that's conducive for him to to thrive and to love to show up to every day, you're gonna you're gonna take a hit. And you're I'm just telling you, you're going to take a hit. You're well, running the risk of not bringing him back. And I understand what you're saying, but I'd also argue that we're seeing a change in the NFL from the NFL you played in. And one of the differences is is in the coaching. And 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 I'm not just talking about the way that the coaches coach. I'm talking about their longevity. We've seen with Frank Reich. We've seen with Steve Wilkes. It's, those days are done where you're like, oh, we got a new head coach. Oh, he's going to be here for three or four years. Or 11 games. Or he's, at, he's gone at the end of the year. Like, So you can go sign up with somebody, think you're getting what, what, you, what you want, and then all of a sudden it changes on you too. From what Micah Parson wants, I find it hard to believe he's going to find that anywhere else but Dallas. I mean, honestly, a couple floors above us, so these interviews going on, I should just pull up a chair for Micah, you know, since this yeah. is a... you got to build it around him. I, I, I understand where you're coming from to a certain extent. I don't think the coordinator I, – I think it's it's more pertinent on the coordinator hire being able to use Micah correctly rather mm-hmm. than a piece to Micah. Right. And I, I think – I think that's probably a bigger bigger factor you'd have to play in. I don't, I don't need a coordinator to be Micah's best friend. No, no, no. Right. I'm not asking I, for that. But I'm saying, but like the environment, like a Dan Quinn environment, like you, you knew what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna want to show up. I want to show up. Like like I yeah. want to talk to you. Like I want to have like we're gonna have fun. Like we're gonna be turning up on the sideline. Like I want that. To his point though, if if I understand what you're saying, but to his point, if if you're putting me in the best position to have my best year. Like if my it, because to, you talk about pulling up a chair right now with Micah, mm-hmm. I, if I'm sitting down with any of these DCs, one of the I mean I think the first thing I'm asking is how you use the Micah Parsons, Absolutely. what's your plan for Micah? Absolutely. And so even if the meetings might not be fun and the practices aren't fun, if he's putting you in position to where you're getting 17, Agreed. 18, 20 sacks, Agreed. he'll deal with all the Agreed. rest later. I, I I don't disagree with you, but I just know that environment is a big part of that as well. Yeah.
it will be a big part of it. And that's part of the why this is such a tough, a tough decision for the front office. And maybe they are involving Micah in that process. But yeah. I also, I also, that's not Mike McCarthy, though, too. He's in Petersburg. I, I think one of the it best is. things Mike McCarthy's done is with the environment around here. Yeah. I, I do think that if you. I prefer off the record because you get you would get the more mm-hmm. truth out of the players. I believe off the record, you'd get glowing reviews mm-hmm. about playing for Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. especially these last three years, the way he takes care of them during the week, their practice schedule, things like that, the way he treats them, the way he schedules meetings, things like that. He's very, very player-friendly. Yes. And so I think for what you're saying, I think top-down, he's going to be the one in charge of that. So that D.C. is not going to be able to go in there and just be like, no, we're doing all this because this way you're going to have to kind of it's mm-hmm. gonna. Mike is the head coach, so yep. that has to factor in. And it does. It certainly does. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to talk about a huge announcement that happened at AT&T Stadium this past weekend, or as some may call it in 2026, it's in Dallas water. Stadium. We'll talk about both of those when we come back with a little national storylines on Talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Talking Cowboys always brought to you by... Isaiah? Huh? We can't get the smile? Can we get a smile? The the Invisalign smile? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Black Rifle Coffee yeah. Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. I need, a, I need an RTD. I need a Black Rifle I just love RTD. how it tickles John. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. Are you going to 
I don't know if there's one down here. Honestly. There's he not. Already you done. drank them all. So oh, I exploded one. I think Beamer Ooh. drank them all. That's a negative. Yeah, Beamer probably took them out after I exploded one all over the, the desk here that one time. Yeah. I think Derek took it out after that. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> don't mess up my new studio. No whipped cream allowed in here either from the spice mm. challenge. Eddie, Eddie who? <laughs> all right. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday coming up this week. It's the 49ers and the Chiefs. Uh, at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. What is the number one thing you've learned from how these two teams got here that you could apply to the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, why are you looking at me? I don't um, know. I just felt like you would have an answer to that. Size question. and physicality. I yeah. mean, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Consistent offensive line play, um, a consistent running game. Um, I, I think that's been really huge for both of these teams, especially like you look at Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh round pick, and what he's been able to do in the playoffs specifically. I mean, when they need a first down, eight yards, three yards. I mean, he gets it done, you know. Um, I, I, I think that's definitely something that you would look at and you would hope to be able to accomplish. But I think there's more you can learn off of the Lions if you're talking about about the Cowboys specifically from a running game standpoint because they added both of those guys during the offseason, David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, and they were able to bring that running game to the forefront and did what they did. Um, but I, I think mainly being able to just have size on both sides of the ball, offensive line play, uh, that's the biggest thing for me. And then some guy named Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Yeah. That's why it's so tough for me to even compare anything to Kansas City. It's tough. I mean, if you want me to, oh, what's the comp? How do you how do you get like Kansas City? I don't know, get lucky. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like he, he yeah. covers up so many things. Like I'm... You can disagree with me, but I, I don't know that Isaiah Pacheco has the season he's having right now if he if he played this year for the Cowboys. You know, I mean, he's in a probably not. You know, you play with Mahomes, it opens a lot of things up for a lot of people, makes a lot of people look. I mean, we're watching. I I, I sincerely believe we're watching. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady in their prime right now. Like he's just a one-off. So it's whole. It's so difficult for me to compare. And Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit, obviously. Yeah. Like it's not like Patrick Mahomes is just going to go out there by himself, but. It's so hard to compare anything and be like, well, you got to do this because this is what the Chiefs do. Okay, well, give this team Mahomes and let's see what happens. Like, yeah. um, So I look towards San Francisco, and it's a lot of stuff that Isaiah said throughout the season about you know the physicality, the defense, being able to stop the run, being able to run the football. I mean, Jerry said it at, at the Senior Bowl. It, it's it's the being able to stop the run and being able to run the football. And it that's so basic. That's leather football helmets. You know, that's whatever. You know, that goes back as, as long as the game has been around. So... The Niners, when you look at it, it's like so obvious. They're this big physical team. They've been in your way the last three years for, for the Cowboys. The only way I see you beating them is getting better at stopping the run or running the football. Yeah. Trenches. Yeah. I'm saying it all year long. Trenches matter. And that's what you've seen in the last four teams ever in, in, in the championship games. And that's what you're seeing in the Super Bowl. How are you watching the game Sunday? Oh, it isn't. It isn't you, even, you I'm big Super chilling. Bowl event guy. Nah, I'm gonna sit down on the couch like normal and chill. Maybe is that why you ignored Bowl? my event to our Super Bowl party? Hmm? Is that why you ignored the the invite to the, the Super invite? Bowl party? No, I didn't. Oh, I, was <laughs> say, <laughs> I was about to say I didn't get the invite. I'll be chilling, man. I'll be chilling. Yeah, enjoy. I got my I bought myself a TV this year, so I'm gonna sit down. What's your go-to food? <laughs> I'm not. A, I don't make like a big event of it. To be honest with you, mm. I really don't. No smoked I'm, mac and cheese I'm, for this no, one. No, no, mm. no. I, really, I, I, hate, I hate. I hate the big. I only want to be around like hardcore people. Yeah. I know football. I have no time for anybody that wants to talk to me about the commercials. <laughs> I, I would prefer to watch the game by myself over being around a big group of people that are wow. going to complain to me about Taylor no. Swift being shown too much. I just want to watch. I the literally game. haven't thought about the game being this weekend. Like, yeah. I legit like yeah. I haven't got there. Why yet. do you think that is? I don't know. 
I really don't know. You're just not interested. I went, in the I went last year. I've went. I went to a few of the last few okay. ones where I was down there, kind of in the environment. I just feel really detached from it this year. So I don't know. Mm. It's it's funny. I kind of feel the same way. It it may be the the fallout of what happened with Here, yeah. what happened with the Cowboys as as one thing for me because I mean we spend all season yes, we, we start do. a training camp yep. we start even before training OTAs, camp yep. uh, and you're you're getting into it and you're talking about possibilities you're talking about growth you're talking about setups and then you have it all come crashing down over the matter of two quarters ultimately is what yep. it, it took to take all of that work and throw it down so yeah I've watched the games I've gone back and and really searched what happened in the NFC and AFC championship games but as far as the excitement for and entertainment value of the Super Bowl this year, it's just not there for me. Yeah. And maybe it's just a byproduct of, of that. And maybe maybe I just needed a little bit of a break. From yeah. I'm interested to hear how the reviews are from sure. people that go to Las Vegas because the way it's set up, if you've ever been to Vegas, it seems like it's like the perfect yeah. spot to host this type of event. And I would think if it got into a regular rotation of just four or five cities, it would certainly be one of those in there. So I'm interested to hear the feedback because I think up until that point, it's, a lot of people talk big about New Orleans being a great spot for it. I would completely agree about that. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, I see L.A. being in the mix all the time. But, you know, for any of us that have been to that stadium, that stadium's not within walking distance. That's the thing that makes those events the best, yeah. like New Orleans. Like I, like, I could see Vegas being – Indy's like that, too, for the Combine. That's why I love that, yeah. Indy's, that the Combine's staying in Indy for at least another year. I love when it's, like, walkable to the stadium, to the hotels, convention center, all that stuff like that. So I bet you – the only way that Vegas won't get good reviews is if it's just so overcrowded because it's the first and year there. flooding, hosts. the flooding oh, that's happening that's right. out there yeah, too yeah, has yeah. played a, played a bit of an impact. And the weather isn't, yeah, like great weather. It's I think in the fifties or whatever like that, but it's not, you know, seventies, eighties or whatever like that. But I do think if you were going to the game or you were in Vegas right now, I think you probably feel a little bit different about you it. You think Dallas gets another one? Oh, they will. Yeah, at some stadium. Point. Yeah. 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 AT&T, I yeah. Say. yeah. No, I, mean, yeah, I think they'll get another Super Bowl. Yeah. I think a reunion yeah, arena. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, and they build a new stadium out this way. You know something we don't? No, but nothing would ever surprise me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Five years from now, he's there breaking ground like in <laughs> oh, <no>. Prosper. <laughs> Salina Stadium up there. Just imagine, what would you do with AT&T Stadium if you moved the Cowboys up this uh, the, uh The Arlington Renegades would move it. Oh, they would play over there. Man, they keep upgrading. Yeah, for, them. <laughs> yeah, for real. They are the champs. Uh, they, Jerry Jones talked about that a little bit on Sunday, which I guess could kind of segue into our uh, talking about um, AT&T Stadium getting nine World Cup games in 2026. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge event. But he talked about um, – he was asked about, do you think there's an opportunity here, if you have a good run with these nine games, uh, to have a better pitch for a Super Bowl next time around? And he said, yeah, we're always trying to get a Super Bowl here. So um, uh, the renovations are already starting at AT&T Stadium. Whenever me and Kyle went on Sunday, you can kind of see it already beginning on the outer work of AT&T, and they're going to yeah. do a lot of work to the suite levels as Had well. Had some chairs covered and, like, some draping down on the yep. field and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And Jerry Jones said, you know, 10, 15 years after the stadium has been built, um, you know, we're, we're trying to continue to make it look like the newest thing out there. So uh, I think that's kind of the intention behind getting the World Cup uh, in, in Arlington as well. Um, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But if, if it goes well, then, you know, that, that's just another, you know, uh, a charity point, I guess you could say, onto um, AT&T Stadium being able to host a Super Bowl. And he compared having nine World Cup games to having nine Super Bowls. 
So uh, it's it's going to be big events. He's not far off. Either. He's really not. I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things and specifically what countries would be able to come and play in those games, it's going to be a big deal. And uh, they're going to get an opportunity to kind of get a, a preface of that with the Copa America games next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a big deal. Well, and it, it may not be nine Super Bowls, but it might be the four group stage matches. That might be four NFC Championship games, yeah. calibers. Yeah. And then you've got the final group stage match, which is going to, decide who's going on to the knockout be, stage. I think, I think it'll be bigger. That'll be huge. That's Super Bowl, honestly. Well, the semifinal will be it's, the biggest event that AT&T all Stadium's over the ever world. Held. Big as the yeah. what? People coming all over the world. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the difference. It's, that's the big difference. Like, people forget, or oh, people in America forget how big yeah. soccer is internationally. Mm-hmm. Like, and DFW is one of the best international airports, so. Yep, yeah. Semifinal is going to be a huge deal. Uh, they, they they get a semifinal and I believe three other elimination games. So mm-hmm. regardless, they're going to get some big time games. All of those will be bigger than the Super Bowl, based yeah. off of yeah. fair revenue, based off of merchandising, based off of exposure, mm-hmm. viewership, mm-hmm. all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be big time. I don't know why, but I'm I'm so fascinated about the whole. Uh, playing surface thing because obviously yeah, I it's indoors, too. and they're just seeing like the renderings of what it will have to be mm-hmm. like because the grass will have to be built up on top of a thing that will take out like the first two or three rows of AT and T Stadium, and I just find it interesting because of the fact of like, do we get to a point in the NFL where mm-hmm. they require every stadium to have natural grass? I'm interested to see mm-hmm. how yep. one because obviously for an NFL game you wouldn't have to build it up like that. You could have it on the playing surfaces, but I'm one. I'm interested to see how the grass holds up. Yeah, and then uh, two is this, is this something that could be sustainable going forward for the NFL? Because obviously all the players prefer to play on grass. Could that ever change in AT&T Stadium? I I can't see it happening. But I'm interested in, in, in that whole thing. Like, how are you going to have this natural grass here for nine games? And then how does it hold up? Because, like, for Allegiant, I'm pretty sure that when they have college games and other games, I'm pretty sure they play on turf. Mm-hmm. So, like, yesterday when they did the media day thing there, I'm pretty sure they had the turf field in. So, like, the actual Super Bowl field is outside because it has to be growing, the, the natural grass. And then it, like, slides in kind of like Arizona Stadium mm-hmm. does where it grows it outside like that. And so sometimes that runs into problems because once you move it inside, there can be condensation, things like that. And then all of a sudden, if it's slippery and guys are all over the place, if that's going to be the case, then we'll play on turf type thing, you know. But if it's going to be sustainable, it'd be fascinating to see if this whole thing works out for them because that's going to be such a big thing for people that don't really like love soccer is going to be like oh my god like this playing surface is terrible they should never have had it at this stadium or that stadium or whatever like that it's going to be a big deal yeah grass it, science yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how we end up on talking grass i mean cowboys uh i mean i don't know that it you is get true, a better though. expert in that field than somebody that's in this building right now mike mccarthy yeah, yeah. mike mccarthy knows he is. grass man you're right Seriously. If you start talking about grass with him, I mean, he can break it all down. He can tell you all different types, <laughs> what kinds he prefers for cleats, all those things like that. Yeah. That's why, I mean, he prefers to practice on grass as much as possible. So, yeah. I tried to kind of push the – the the um, what's what's the word I'm uh, – I'm looking for push the uh, anyway. I try to ask Jerry Jones about how much work will go into oh, the yeah. stadium and, and his walk off after the World Cup thing. Um, and I was like, how much work is really going to go into being able to fit FIFA regulations from a widening standpoint and then putting natural grass down? He's like, yo, well, you know, it's going to be a hefty penny, we're, well, but we could pay the check. I was like, that's, that's not that's what I'm asking. Yeah. How much work is yeah, going to yeah. go into it? And he's like, it's going to be a lot of work. And I was like, all right, I'll ask but don't you about you, a year. Right, but but even be a finalist to hold, host that last game yeah i would have i would hope that they had have a detailed plan that was put out in front of whatever committee had to look at it like this is how we can make it work because that's the thing like 
as far as I'm concerned, because like, I'm not a super big soccer fan, but I'm pretty sure soccer's always played on grass. At it least is. big games like that, yeah. they prefer to play on grass. Yep. And so when you see some of these venues up for it that are technically indoors, you're just kind of like, okay, well, that's got to be a stretch for them to be willing to be like, oh, yeah, no, no, we'll, we'll host it here inside. Like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. We can't wait to see how it really turns out and really what the, the new – Onces of this World Cup are going to look like, but we do know. You guys think you'll go to any games? Oh heck yeah, I'm going to the games. I've already told my wife. I was like, we're going to bankrupt to get there. The we'll children make it happen. Yeah. We're going to bankrupt. Yeah, those three kids to get all five of us there. It's done. Yeah, it's uh, sorry, college funds. It's it's over with. We will be back next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Central Time to be or 10 a.m. Central Time to be here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeoman. Saying so long. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!